It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, getting ready for week two and the uh, the fun that goes with that. We'll have the picks coming up later on on the, uh, the program. Uh, and again... There are some games this week that intrigue me just simply because I haven't compiled enough information yet. Like, Emily City North Branch, play this game in three weeks, and I guarantee you I'll pick a winner. <laughs> well, that's ma- that's the fun of it, Dennis. We don't know. It's no fun. And I have a feeling. I want to know. One of, I mean, <laughs> that's what makes it interesting, Dennis. That's why the people listen, so we can tell them. We can be the shepherd and guide them down the path of knowledge and let them know You're what's guessing going to just happen. like I am. Yeah, well, I guessed nine <laughs> right last week, so for right now, I am your shepherd following I, me. I was startled at how well we did in, in week one. Uh, Brady, you went eight, uh, nine and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest, Coach Evans, went eight and two, and I went eight and two, and I was really shocked by that. Right. Because I I really honestly, sincerely thought if I could get six wins out of those games, I'd be doing all right. Right. By the way, I do want to shout out we had four people match eight and two on the record. Uh, It was a tough week for a lot of people. Um, We had a couple of two and eights in there. I'm I'm, going to hit the wrong button here. Okay. Is that the right one? I don't know. I don't know either, so hopefully it was a round of applause. Um, so we had four people go eight and two. Congratulations, Aaron from Elmont, Joey from Armada, Lance in Lakeport, and Liam from Marine City. All went eight and two. Only four out of the out of the what was it? Fifty nine people we had submit got eight wins. So that was impressive. In and fact, proves that it was a hard win. And in fact, 32 out of the 59 had winning records. So that was tough to do. Also, forgot to mention it on Monday's podcast, but Philip Hernandez was our TP Logos Player of the Week. He will be getting a Player of the Week t-shirt courtesy of TP Logos in Marysville. And well-deserved couple of, what, fumble recoveries? Two fumble recoveries. One went to the house. So anytime we can – I don't think we're going to give a ton to defensive players just because it's harder for them to stand out, but – he deserved it, and an 81-yard scoop and score to kick off the season. As a defensive guy myself, I can I can appreciate that one and maybe be a little biased towards it. So yeah, Very biased. Yes. Typical. I mean, heck, his teammate almost took it for him. We almost <laughs> gave it to Malberg, but I have Anyway, enough housekeeping. We will have Brian Fowler on to join us for the picks this week. That'll be so, fun. Our first Yale-centered guest um, in this uh, in the history of the picks. So, and a former PH guy, too, so yeah. he knows a little bit about the Mac. <laughs> so we, um, we've we done a little bit of everything. Uh, Dennis, let's not waste any time. Uh, we have some games to preview, don't we? We'll do that next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor. 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you are back with Dennis and uh, Brady. Um, and uh, let's uh, get into it because it's going to be another busy week. Uh, in a, a couple of places, we're actually going to start league play. Uh, we don't normally start in the BWAC, but they're going into league play, and quite frankly... They're the most intriguing thing going on right now. All right, so you're going to throw a curveball at me. Yeah. We're starting with some BWAC let's, action. Let, let's start in the BWAC. Well, Four start. games because it's it's the openers in league play. Well, let's start in chronological order then. We have a Wednesday game. I'll be out at Almont Algonac. Uh, because of the officiating shortage, it stinks that games have to be moved around. But for us, it's nice because now I get to go see Algonac. Almont and a game that we wouldn't have normally got to see. We get to add one more to the slate. I get to see these two teams in person early in the season. And it's the return home for Algonac, their first game at home in a couple of years after the hiatus. Yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, obviously I think Algonac's an underdog here, Brady, but they've got to be charged up. They, they went down to Vassar. Took them two days to do it and two trips down there, but they got it done. 
They won by a couple of touchdowns. Um, and I'm encouraged by the names that we heard coming out of that game of who went out for football this year mm-hmm. and who's playing on that team. They've got athletes. They've they've got some players. So, again, don't sleep on Algonac, but I, I, I also emotionally I don't want to get carried away. Elmont just mauled Marysville in game one. I think Marysville played about as poor as they could play in that game. Right. But I also want to give Elmont some credit because they didn't play poorly. They executed on offense. They were strong on defense, and they're a good football team. And uh, I'm sure that um, they'll be ready in week two, and they won't be taking Algonac lightly. No, and I think it's less to do with you know being lower on Algonac than – I think Almont had one of the three big statement wins in the BWAC, uh, along with Armada and Cross Lex. And the thing that Almont did that impressed me, much like Armada did, it was new guys, young guys that stepped in and didn't miss a beat. And that was what really wowed me uh, with Almont. And then going to see them live when I went to practice to talk to Coach Lusby for the pregame interview, Dennis, they got some beef to them. And that's something that Almont doesn't have all the time. And with Almont having some size and a little bit of uh, meat up front, you can move guys. Their offense is already hard enough to stop. But when you're moving backwards, that makes it a heck of a lot tougher to stop. Now, and uh, you know what? Uh, Dibdowski at quarterback, again, they're not a passing offense. But if they have to, he actually, I think, has a, a pretty strong arm. A couple of uh, throws that he made in the game. The the one to Walton. Walton made an incredible catch on a laser beam that looked like it was going five feet out of bounds, and somehow mm-hmm. Walton stretched out, hauled it in, got feet down, and it was a big play on a fourth and long. Uh, he caught it at the one-yard line to give him a first and goal, and they're out at the 18, so... I mean, it was a big play at the time, and it set up the first touchdown of the uh, the game. So, again, they've got – it's more to Elmont than just running the football. Right, and they don't have to be a team that throws it 15 times a game. But if they throw it 7-10 to 10 and keep you on their toes, I think what we say about Elmont, we're going to say a lot about Armada as well, um, that they can throw it, and that helps them out. But – this is going to be, I think, for Almont, weather the storm of the first six to ten minutes. Because Algonac is going to be jazzed up. Algonac is going to be excited. I hope that there's a big crowd here. There's a, it's a JV varsity doubleheader. And I'm assuming that the Algonac faithful is going to show out. They haven't had a football game to go to in a while. Varsity yeah. football. A little worried about it being on a Wednesday, but... Yeah, the, the I mean, JV game will draw more people in. I mean, just Wednesday, I guess Thursday on Labor Day weekend gives you it, that acts as a weekend day. But yeah, I'm assuming there's going to be a decent crowd. So if you're Almont, hey, survive the first series for each side, and for them, it's almost just suffocate. Don't let Algonac get any momentum, snuff it out from the start, because Algonac running that veer offense, if you're not used to it, 
If you don't know the keys to look for, those are some of the offenses that you're just trying to get one guy off their mark, and if you're running it right, you're going to make them pay. So for Algonac, ride that momentum. For Almont, squash it immediately. This might be a rare case. If I'm Almont, I ask for the ball first and try to score to quiet the crowd. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a little more intriguing matchup uh, because of what happened in uh, week one. This is a very intriguing matchup. Armada at Yale. Oh, at you're Yale going, Park. Straight, going straight going to straight the main to event. It be, because I, I, I think that this is a big game. I know they moved it to Friday, but um, the, this is... By the way, well, we were going to do this game anyway, but it getting moved allowed us to add a second game. We originally had, what, two games on the week two slate. Now we yeah, have four. Yeah, now we have four, um, and I'm still not above there being more than that. Um <laughs> I just uh, been having it's been a, already a busy week only uh, at, on Wednesday. Um, Armada at Yale again. Armada with I think the signature win of the week, mm-hmm. beating not just beating Marine City because they did that last year, but by a point and now by racing any doubt, but now by twenty points. Um, that that was big. Yale crushed Annapolis, which is what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But, admittedly, a weaker opponent faced. I mean, when I talk, I mean, they, they've got to be ready. Like they, they've got to go. It's not going to be as easy as it was in week one. It's going to be harder, but we can still do this. So, Coach Grunman even acknowledged when I talked to him, he's like, "Yeah, we've outgrown this a little bit." By the way, it was uh, the four-year deal started. The COVID year was actually year one, so this was the final year. So, hopefully, we can get a little more of a test in week one. For Yale, but again, hey, he came into that deal, so I'm not. Uh, I mean, they don't, him. They, they don't have they don't have to schedule Brother Rice, right? But <laughs> find the happy medium. Mm. Um, yeah, so that they know that Armada is going to be physical. I mean, Dennis Armada wore Marine City down. I mean, when Armada needed a big drive, they just started to run it down their throats a little more. Like I said, right before half. Three minutes. A score puts you up two going into the break. What'd they do? 90, to two, 90 seconds to two minutes, touchdown Armada. They get the ball to start the second half. Beep, boop, 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 bop, touchdown, and it's curtains at that point. So can Yale's defense hold off Armada enough, or is their offense just going to have to make this a track meet? Is well, their offense going to – I mean, this game, I wouldn't be shocked if this game was like – 45-42, and that it was a race to almost half a hundred. You feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I have that feel, too. Armada's come – I mean, they scored 96 points, these two teams, in week one. Um, is it a race to 40 to win? It might be – I'm thinking more in the – I'm thinking a 35-28 to 28 game, a 35-31 game, something like that. Um, but high scoring nonetheless, because you also ha- have to remember now Yale will throw the ball around a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and Armada threw it a little bit, but primarily they're going to run the ball. So their drives are going to take time off the clock. And that probably takes a possession or two away from both sides. But Armada this year, or at least they showed in the Marine City game, they can throw it when you try to stack the box. I mean, they did it off the rip for a 40-yard gain against Marine City. 
Don't be surprised. No, they're not going to start throwing it 30 times a game. But if he, if Armada's throwing it four times a quarter and they have 15, 16 pass attempts and Lucas Pratt ends the night 11 for 16 for another buck 50 and a score or two, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. So while No, but if, if he's got a high completion rate, the clock's going to keep moving. I'm right. talking about the, these teams that put it up 25 times and only complete eight to ten passes. really slows the game down. Yes, but Yale is a team that I think is going to throw a little more than they don't. Um, I think Yale's going to have the home field advantage. I, this is the first home game in what has been a very hype season. I mean, Dennis, let's be honest about this. When was the last time Yale Park was hosting a game that had a lot of um, hype behind it, that had some implications, at least we think is going to have big BWAC title implications at, at all? I mean, yeah, whenever Cross-Lex comes to town, I'm sure that's a pretty that's yeah. a pretty tough seat to get, but... What, you want to go back to their last uh, playoff year in a non-COVID season besides last year in 2018? I mean, even then, they started off pretty slow and had to win three of the last four to get into the playoffs. Yeah, that, that was a situation where they weren't fighting in the league race. They were just fighting to get into the playoffs. And, I mean, maybe we're being disingenuous, but it feels like this Yale team has more expectations than Yale teams have had in a long time. Um, that they can get to six or seven wins and be a BWAC title contender, and they're bringing in the defending champs, Armada. I mean, this is going to be a pretty tough place to play on top of Yale Park just being a weird place to play anyway. It is the twilight zone. It is very weird, but... Um, I th- Armada is, as Kyle Rowley likes to say, Armada is going to worry about Armada. And if there's one team that I'm confident won't be affected by the outside noise or at least will minimize that effect, I think Armada can do it because what sucks the soul out of a crowd more than run seven yards, run five yards, run eight yards, play action 13, and now all of a sudden it just feels like it's death by a thousand cuts. Well, I just I look at it this way too. If you're Armada, yeah, you just knocked off Marine City, who is considered by most people in the area like the program. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't devalue that win by losing the next week to uh, an upstart team, and and that's what Yale is. They they haven't won the league title yet. They're in the process of building this team that's that wants to challenge. You you, you got Apollo Creed. <laughs> going up against Rocky in the first fight. That's where that's where Yale's at. Yale's looking to throw a knockout punch that puts them amazingly at the top of the heap. Right. And Armada is saying, nope, we're the champs, and we can take any punches you throw, and we're going to knock you down and keep you beneath us. It, it, so you've got this heavyweight bout going on, and you've got various intriguing reasons but for Armada, your Marine City win doesn't mean anything if you turn around and lose to Yale, does it? And I think that's the message that Kyle Rowley's sending in that locker room is, hey, that was a great win. Doesn't mean jack squat now. Yeah. That, hey, we're in league play. Yale don't care. The rest of the BWAC doesn't care. You know what? Uh, no one's going to remember that Marine City win if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not bringing home a BWAC trophy. And remember... Uh, when we talked to, or you weren't there, but when I talked to Kyle Rowley this year, 
The big emphasis is on finishing. Hey, they've gotten off to really good starts the last two years. In fact, before the month of October, they've lost one game the last two seasons. But the end of the year is where they struggled. Their record in October and beyond has been less than ideal. So while he wants to continue to get off to a a good start, he wants to be able to sustain that success throughout the regular season. So I think this is a big one. I think you're going to get other uh, BWAC coaches there, other BWAC fans there, to see what both teams are about because, one, is Armada as good as they played uh, in week one? And two, what's this Yale team really about? Well, and my speech for Yale is a short one. Got nothing to lose. Right. You got nothing to lose, so just go after it. Yep. And, you know, ride the momentum. You, you know there's going to be some trickeration, whether it's uh, double pass, reverse pass, flea flicker, surprise onside, fake punt, whatever it is. You know Garrett Grunman's going to have something up his sleeve to try and sway the momentum in his favor. All right. Richmond Croslex. Um, again, this is a big game for Richmond, more so to me yeah. than Crosslex. Like for Crosslex, it's we just beat Swan Valley. Now we're opening league. Let's go play Richmond. We're we're at home. It's our home opener. Let's do what we did with Swan Valley, and we'll be all right. League home opener. They were actually home last week too. Right. Um, and, and for Richmond, you you just got to be looking at it like man. We beat St. Clair. We feel like we're coming back. We feel like we're a better team. And here's these guys that have put 50-plus up on us two years in a row. Do you know what this combined score is the last three meetings? So in the 2020s, what the aggregate Cross-Lex Richmond score is? Not good. 153-7. to Yeah, not good. So Richmond has just... This has been more than their Achilles heel. Uh, Cross-Lex has handled Richmond the last three seasons. Um, And you know what? It's on the leaders in that Richmond locker room to say enough's enough. I'm not going to say it's in like Marine City and their rivals territory where it's been going on for a decade plus, but for the kids in that locker room, that's kind of what it starts with. Since they've been in high school, those seniors have known nothing but losing to, to Cross-Lex, or if you're Cross-Lex, it's, hey, it's Richmond. Yeah. We clean up in this game. We're supposed to win this game, and we're supposed to win it by a lot. Yeah, for, for me, the, 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 the big thing is Richmond, you, you, this game can't be over six minutes into it. And that's the, been the case the last three years. Well, last year it was really weird because there was like three or four turnovers in the first four minutes or first half of the first quarter, and it was bizarre. And you're like, all right, this is going to be a weird game. And then Croslex started to click, and it was long touchdown, long touchdown, long touchdown, long touchdown. And it's 35-7 in the second quarter. And you're like, all right, game over, yeah. curtains. Um, so for Richmond. They want to stay competitive. One, they're going to have to control the ball. Um, I think their improved offensive line will help that. They're going to have to run, but I, I think they're going to have to throw a little more than they did against St. Clair. Because maybe when you're playing St. Clair, you're going, all right, if we have to punt, I'm trusting my defense to get us this back. Might have to be a little more aggressive if you're Richmond, throw a little more. And for Benetti, I think uh, these two statements might sound contradictory. 
He's going to have to have a big game if he wants to win. If the Richmond wants to win, he's going to have to have a big game, whether that's a few big throws or they rely on him to throw it 20 times. He's going to have to play well. But on the flip side, he doesn't have to be Superman. He's Take the, the plays when they're there. Don't try to force something because that's how the boulder of Croslex starts rolling downhill. If hey, if there are two guys on someone instead of trying to force it, it might be heck, it might be third and long. Take the sack. Go out of bounds. Punt and don't give Croslex any extra momentum because Croslex, if they get it on a short field, I mean Espinosa Grappi, and we're gonna see the other you're gonna see the other guys out there performing. You can't let it unwind quickly like it has the last couple of years. Yeah, you, you can be Superman by making good decisions. Yes. Um, and, and they'll need to make That's good That's the step decisions. in maturing as a quarterback is knowing when to cut your losses, when to live to fight another down. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, the, the t- <laughs> one of the toughest games on the schedule Unironically. is Emily City and North Branch. I don't know what to make of this. Dennis, you and I both, um, I kind of said it on the last podcast, like this could be an interesting one. And the more I thought about it, I'm going, who the hell am I going to pick? Like this one is, we're going to learn more about the opponents of uh, North Branch and, and MLA City based on the result. Because MLA City absolutely clobbered Hazel Park. Absolutely clobbered them. I mean, again, if you didn't listen to Monday's show, go back and listen, but 20 yards of offense for Hazel Park. Basically, as dominant of a win as MLA City has had in, in, what did I say, like a decade or something? It had been a long time since they beat K-Pac by, no, it actually wasn't. It was farther back than that. It was like 2015 since they've had a win this, uh, this strong. But is Hazel Park just that bad that, hey, they're going to go 0-5 in the bronze and it's going to be uh-oh SpaghettiO territory for them? Or did North Branch just play a really good for Ada Forest Hills Eastern team? Because when you look at Forest Hills Eastern, here's what I can tell you is that they're usually a team that wins more than they lose. 6-4, uh, 5-4, and 6-4 and and the last few years. So they've had decent teams. They've had to come over a long bus ride. I don't know. Is North Branch with the new offense taking a little bit of growing pains? And you see the old cliche, the biggest improvement from week one to week two. All these questions might be answered in in, in this one. And uh, it's in North Branch, so that's a slight edge to the Broncos. Yeah, I just like, is Emily City's numbers from week one fool's gold? Um, and, and do I take it with a grain of salt or do I go, wow, you know, they're that good. North Branch is in trouble because they're down and they didn't do much in game one. And you go, they only scored six points in their first game. MLA City didn't give up anything in their first uh, game. The, the Spartans probably aren't going to score 48 in this one, but do they need to? Yeah. 14 to 21 might be enough. 
I mean, I just I don't know. And uh, and on the other hand, maybe North Branch played a super superior opponent that I don't know anything about because they're from the west side of the state, right. and they're going to come out and they're going to be North Branch in their league opener against Emily City and do what they always do. Right. Maybe Forest Hills Eastern ends up eight and one, and they're playing in a regional final in a few months. But it's this is why early season games are really tough and and important. Yes. And Emily City really threw a wrench into this by being so dominant. And I guess it's a combination. How much do you put into Emily City's win? How much do you take out of North Branch's loss? Uh, Dennis, this one I think is a complete coin flip. And I have a sneaking suspicion it's not going to end up being a close game that one side or the other is going to win by a couple scores. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I feel like our made in Yale is going to be a really high-scoring game. I feel like this one's going to be a lower-scoring game. Uh, the, the winner might score under 20 points, um, whereas I think the winner of the Armada-Yale game is going to have to get into the 30s to win. And I'd say this is one of the games that, Dennis, you and I probably on a Thursday night – are going to be refreshing, looking for scores the most because it's just that interesting of a game. All right, um, so that's the BWAC. Uh, we'll take a look at the uh, MAC uh, when we uh, come back in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady. Brady, our Macomb Area Conference uh, Big Five went 0-5 last week. Can they turn it around and go 5-0 and in week two? Well, unless there's a team I'm not giving a lot of love to, they better. Um, where do you want to start with? Because I think that I would that, that all these teams are double-digit favorites. Um, now, there's a couple teams that may be a little... A uh, bit of a question mark that there's a little more to find out about them based on their week one results. But which team do you want to go to first? Well, I want to start at Northern. They're they're traveling to Fitzgerald. Fitz, you know, uh, occasionally they they have athletic uh, teams. Well, a couple years and, ago, they had some some really big guys up front. They had a, the the twins, the West uh, brothers, yep, I believe, on really the fast, and they made life hell. For, for a lot of teams. I know they, they, they had a big quarterback. Yeah. yeah, they they gave Marine City hell um in, in that season. So they have some they've had athletes in the past. They've had big linemen in the past, but off the rip, they're 0 and one. I don't know, Dennis. They didn't it, play it, it doesn't look like they played horribly against Mott. But again, this is, I guess, a chicken or the egg thing. Is it because Mott's down, or is Mott good and Fitz was able to play with them? Like, are we disrespecting a team that before last year had won 13 games in two seasons, and one of them was the COVID year? Yeah. Like, they had been a really good team up until last year. Are we disrespecting them, or is are we right on point for saying Northern should go down to Mott and ha- or go down to Fitz and have a chip on their shoulder and take care of business? Uh, I, I just I, I want to believe that Northern rebounds this week. Uh, I want to believe that their effort is going to be better. I, I mean, again, Gross Point South, really good team, defending Mac White champs, but I didn't see them. I was blindsided by them losing by 35. They had to clean up the turnovers. Uh, they, they've got to, you know, they, they've just got to be better all around. And I think they can be, and I think they should be. There was a reason going into the season I thought they were going to be the best team in the area. Right. I don't want to throw that out after one game, but the, the one game was a bit discouraging. I kind of um, need to see back-to-back dominating performances for me to go, all right, 
Week one's the anomaly because let's say they beat Fitz 38-3. to They flip the script. Now it's like, all right, which one's the real Northern? And then Lons Cruz North is a very intriguing game in week three. But it starts here in week two against Fitz. On the road, get a win, and take out some of that frustration because I'm sure they've had a bad taste in their mouth. I know that's not a fun week of practice coming off getting your ass kicked, uh, especially when you had expectations. You're ready to go back out there chomping at the bit. Make Fitzgerald pay for being your week two opponent. Yeah, and now uh, for the Red Hawks, Port Aaron High, home to East Point, and similar to Fitz, uh, East Point uh, I, I don't think is laughably bad. They got to win. I just feel like PH is supposed to be better and at home. And whatever was going on in that second quarter of the Anchor Bay game, that's what they need to bring into this game. And and I think they should be all right. All right. So can I present a case why East Point could be a tricky team for them? They beat Dearborn Heights Crestwood. And by no means is Crestwood some power. But since 2018, they've had only one losing season. They've made the playoffs four out of the last five years. Now, their league is not the toughest, but they still win more than they lose most years. East Point beat them in week one. This is a team that a year ago um, lost in week one. Excuse me as I get a pop-up ad. Um, They lost to Madison in week one, and that turned out to be a really bad loss. This game could be trickier than you expect if you're Port here on high. Um, I, I, you can't roll into this game expecting you're going to roll over. Heck, even last year it was one of those games where it was never close, but it was still not a huge blowout. It was 55-24. Um, yeah, I just think East Point could present some challenges. That win against Crestwood made me raise my eyebrows a little bit. Uh, again, I think the, that East Point will have some athletes um, and, and they'll have some big play capabilities. The The question is, is their defense good enough to, to hold off Port Huron High? And uh, Port Huron Port High was going up against a really good team in defense in Anchor Bay. I think they're going to score in this game. I think they can outscore. I don't think their defense is going to give up 34 points like it did to Anchor Bay either. I just – I feel poor Huron I, – I I think East Point's probably a better team than Fitz. I, I'm just throwing that out there. But but for whatever reason, I feel more comfortable with Port Huron being at home and, and handling its business with East Point than with Northern going on the well, road and, I think also and, and playing fits. Although I, I do think they're both going to be better this is week. Port Huron had at least one good quarter of football, and there's something to build off of. And they had funkier circumstances, I guess. So there is a little bit for Port Huron to, to build off of, where Northern, it was basically throw out week one, start from scratch. But I'll be at this Port Huron high game, 640 pregame, 7 o'clock kick on Thursday night. By the way, Dennis at Richmond Cross Lex, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick for him, and I have our made a Yale Friday. Um, but, yeah, I just think Port Huron, they, they should get this win. This is uh, a big game for them because Warren Mott's next, and that's the one team we kind of want to see what they are, and I think with the Northern results and with Mott's game in week two, they take on uh, they gross point north. 
we'll have a little bit a better idea how the Mac Blue might play out. But I think the Red Hawks are getting a win in, in Week Two. I hope they are at least. They should be the favorite. Two teams that want to just forget about Week One are Marysville and Hazel Park. Marysville has got to go down to Hazel Park and win this football game. Period. End of conversation. Basically, took what I said about Northern. Take out Northern and put in Marysville. Take out um, Fitz or Fitzgerald and put in Hazel Park, and that's how I feel. Go down there and get a win. Make them pay. Find a little bit of an edge. Play pissed off. I want to see Marysville play with an edge, and I feel like that has been a rare occurrence the last couple years. Play like I, I want to see a little bit of pride for Marysville. Not that I'm seeing this game, but hey, you just went on the road week one against an Almont team that you were hoping to make a statement against and you got embarrassed. Go on the road, get a win, and really uh, turn your season around with this one because you're going to hit league play next week. And if you're Marysville, you don't have a lot of time to get back on the right track. South Lake's your opener, but then you go Lamphere Marine City back-to-back after this. This has to be a get-right game. Yeah, absolutely. St. Clair's at Lincoln. Crappy place to go and play. A team uh, in Lincoln that hasn't been very good uh, lately. St. Clair won this game last year. They need to win this game this year. Uh, You know, against Richmond, again, defensively, Saints played all right. Mm -hmm. They had to find a way to score. I think they will against the Lincoln team that actually pitched a shutout in week one. But, again, Mount Clemens is is struggling just to keep the program alive. Can I say 30 points, please? Is that an unfair ask of me um, after a week one where the, the offense struggled a bit? I know they had a touchdown called back, but all right, let's call it a wash because you scored on the last play of the game. Um, show me or at least four touchdowns. Give me a touchdown a quarter and just like Marysville, just like Northern, get a big dominating win. Uh, because if you go down to Lincoln and struggle, you're going to be staring down the barrel of a Marine City team in a big rivalry game in week three. All right. I am buying stock in Marine City this week. At home, they will beat Clawson <laughs> and bounce back. Stock went down a little bit. And, so and, and, I know, and I know Clawson got a win against Perry. Uh, I don't care what happened in week one for Clawson. What happened in week one in Marine City is reason enough to know that they will be ready to play this football game and that they will be in an abusive mood. Uh, Dennis, quick question for you. Do you know the last time Marine City has lost consecutive games in the same season? So losing to Catholic Central in the state finals and then losing to Armada doesn't. I'm not counting that. So when's the last time within the same season they lost consecutive games? I don't know, probably the year they started 0-4. You're, you're right. Loyola they lost to in week three, lost to Marysville in week four. Since then, they have not lost consecutive games within the same season. Again, if you want to get technical, yeah, they lost to Catholic Central and then they lost to Armada, but... Still, that those were two different teams in different seasons. That doesn't really hold any water in the fact of coming off a loss, Marine City gets a win. Yeah, uh, and and they're gonna get a win. Oh, and by the way, what do you think they are all time versus Clawson? Twenty four and zero. Only ten and zero. Oh well, so. had they played twenty four times, it would be twenty four and zero. I still believe. Um, 
It is not relevant this week, but against Warren Consolidated Schools, Marine City is like 58-0. Yeah. They've never lost to any of the Warren schools, and that includes Sterling Heights. So, All right. Um, in the thumb, uh, there are some uh, in- intriguing matchups. Harbor Beach and Cass City are going to play this week. Really interested to see uh, how this one plays out. Cass City thumped Bad Axe in week one. Beach had a, a very nice win at Cardinal Mooney in week one. Uh, both teams were good last year, um, and uh, it, I'm interested in that game. Uh, I'm also uh, ugly, just dismantled Everest. Lakers actually lost in, in week one. So Lakers I'm wondering, might be down a bit. Yeah, if they're down, I'm wondering how much Ubley takes it out on but them. But here's the thing. Even if Lakers is up, Ubley just dismantled Everest. And until Everest proves they're not what they've been, that's going to be as impressive as a win as we get. Uh, Sandusky and Marlette both have a chance to – actually, Sandusky, Marlette, and Memphis all have a chance to start 2-0. and um, Marlette's got USA at home. Sandusky's got Vassar at home, and Memphis is going to Carroll. Well, Sandusky, they're playing a Vassar team that lost to Algonac, so you you think you're licking your chops. You're going to have a wounded animal coming into town. Uh, Memphis, start two and oh, why not? It's been a long time, and I know it would make Dennis really happy if uh, Memphis beat Carroll because I'd that love would- it. That would mean what? Back to back losses um, to area teams for your your ex Caro Tigers, yeah. who scored two points in in week one, right? <laughs> GTC's got off to a good start, by the way. The USA Marlette game—that's a Friday kick, correct? Yes. So that one is the only other odd day on Friday. Um, any other thumb? Or do you want to go to eight man? Well, or do you want uh, to to I just wanted to say, uh, uh, Bad Axe looking to bounce back against Reese, so they've got an opportunity to Bad right Axe the ship are, there. Their newly adopted GTC East team. Um, Get out of here, Cass. Mooney at uh, Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. This was a shootout last year at Mooney with a lot of controversy mixed in. Right. So that just added to it. I know Seminary, the the quarterback who was the reason. They won the game last year, graduated, um, and they won in week one, but they really didn't blow USA off the map until the second half. No, and USA is a team that's had back-to-back two and seven years. So, like many things here in week two, chicken or the egg? Is Lutheran Seminary down? Is USA having a bounce-back year where a lot of their kids have gotten – uh, grown up a little bit they have more kids and now are able to field a more competitive team that's the big question uh lutheran seminary that's going to be a longer drive that i believe this is a thursday night game correct yes it's not an odd uh night game so lutheran seminary i i i really don't know with the win over usa and may, you're gonna say Mooney is more battle-tested, and I think that's very true. I think you found out a lot more about yourself if you're Cardinal Mooney than if you're Lutheran Seminary. Well, I, I look at Mooney. I, I, they didn't play badly against Harbor Beach, but I also feel they can play better. Yes. Um, but the, the, this will be uh, another real good uh, test, I think, on the road. The other thing about Seminary, it's kind of packed in a, a little community. You, you just feel cramped. From the moment you get there, you just feel claustrophobic 
Well, yeah, because you've <laughs> done games from Lutheran Seminary, haven't you? Yeah. 30 years ago. It was ago, a long but... time ago, but, um, yeah, unless unless they're playing something different now or they, they've moved to which, – which I don't follow that kind of stuff. But th- this will be a, an interesting test, and as you said, um, it, it's it's a road trip, but uh, I, I, it's the potential for a fun game. I, I think it's – in the end, I think it's two pretty decent teams playing each other. I, 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 I definitely hope so. All right, eight-man games. We have a Wednesday one that's really fun, KPAC-Deckerville. Yeah, this was a good game last year at KPAC. KPAC was brand new to this thing, um, and they played Deckerville tough. It was 22-22 in the fourth quarter, and then somehow it got away from KPAC, and they lost the game 40-28. to Deckerville cruised in week one they beat ashley a thousand to nothing mm-hmm. and k-pack did the same thing they they beat a usually competitive north huron team 51 to nothing now I, I know the difference between the stars and the stripes is kind of the mac red and the mac gold right but um you know interested to see what k-pack can do here in week two against a deckerville team that Again, even in their down years, are usually pretty formidable. Right. And they don't have many down years. No. And the one thing I think KPAC did last year was stop the run, or at least early in the season. It was through the air where they got hurt more, and Deckerville likes to run the ball. Um, yeah, this is this is probably of the eight-man games, the one I'm going to keep my eye on the most, uh, especially since it's a Wednesday night game, just to see – how it ends up because maybe KPAC's live to go up to Deckerville and steal a win. Uh, Deckerville did hurt them with the pass last year. They didn't throw up much, but when they did, they had guys open them. They, they, last year, at least, they liked to use their big tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a couple of big dudes uh, who are hard to, uh, to cover. That'll be an interesting game. Brown City gets Dryden. Uh, Brown City just uh, uh, annihilated Peck in week one. Dryden annihilated CPS. But uh, Dryden, well, welcome back to eight-man football. And in week two, you're going to see a really good team. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. But, hey, Dryden got win number one. Let's see how legit win number one was um, when they go when they take on Brown City because we're hoping – Brown City is the wagon they were a year ago. Yeah. I don't know where, where Peck is actually at. We've talked about the guys that they've lost, and, and they played a really good Brown City team in week one. They'll play Caseville this week. Caseville scored 20 points in week one. Their problem was is they gave up 76, and it was against Mayville, who aren't a bad team. But when we, talk, by a million. When we talk about the, the – the stars. We're not talking about Mayville challenging for the title. Peck by a million. I even when Peck is not doing great, they're going to beat Caseville. Dennis, this team hasn't won a game since 2018. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a while. Uh, so if, if you're Peck, <laughs> it's it's kind of like with me with some of our uh, other teams earlier. You better win. You, you need to go and win. To, and they're going to do it somewhat handily. All right, so those are really all the games that uh, that I wanted to focus on. If there's any that you wanted to jump in there, now's the time before I no, take the break. No, I think we're good. Um, again, with the crossovers into the MAC, 
bronze and, and gold for our two uh, for our five MAC schools. Little less interesting. We usually get a clean sweep from the MAC teams this week, and boy, do they need it after uh, after what had happened the last handful of uh, or the last week. So. Um, I, I think uh, we got it all good, so you're ready for the picks? I'm never ready for the picks, but the picks are next, uh, and Coach Fowler will join us for that, so that'll be fun. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Come on, Raph. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis, we're back. It's time for the picks. We have Yale's baseball coach, Brian Fowler, back-to-back baseball guys to start this season. Dennis, real quick before we hit the start, you want to set up the how everyone did last week one more time, and then we'll get into this week. Brady's the early leader, and he hasn't been able to say that in a couple of seasons. No, I have not. He's 9-1 and one after week one. I, I'm impressed by that. Uh, I went 8-2. and two. I'm very pleased with that. Coach Evans went 8-2 and two last week, so, uh, you know, no, no, no pressure there, Brian. No pressure at all. Hmm. And uh, the, uh, the general population 
struggled. This is more of what I thought we'd see. Right. The the folks out there percentage wise were five and five. All right. Well, enough preamble. Let's get it to it. It's the best time of the week. It's time for the picks. Oh yeah. And he's gonna roll out looking to throw. Pressure coming from Gavin Troy, who sacks him back near midfield. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? Snap, pitch, near side, Mulberg, across midfield, has a blocker to the outside, 45-40, 35-30, and he's knocked out of bounds. No! He tiptoes inbounds and taken into the house. Jackson Mulberg, I don't know how he did it. I want to know what the proper ratio is on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> he's outrunning everyone. Belly Groppy again this time for 74 yards and the score. Straight drop, steps up now. Picked off! Intercepted by Heck! I want my picks back. I want David Putney. I want David Putney, Dennis Draft Day, the worst uh, sports movie there is. Um, Coach Fowler, thank you so much for making the trek out here and joining us. Uh, are you ready? Your BWAC contemporary Scott Evans, you heard 8-2 and two in the first week. Uh, you think you can live up to that here in week two? Yeah, of course. Coach Evans is always putting the pressure on us. So, um, you know, I've uh, I've been around, so I've learned quite a bit from Coach Evans. So let's do it. Well, you, you, you took it to him in the uh, baseball season. Let's see if you can take it to him in the picks. <laughs> All right, let's start up in the thumb with one of the tougher matchups this week. Cass City 1-0 travels to the shores of Harbor Beach to take on the Pirates. Dennis, you saw them play in week one, but we'll start with our guest, Coach Brian Fowler. Who gets this win in the battle of GTC teams? Well, Cass City is usually bringing it. A um, lot of good athletes up there, good coaches. they got a winning tradition, but they're playing at the beach. I've learned a lot about um, the beach from Sandusky's coach, Coach Jacobson. And uh, I know a thing or two about Harbor Beach, so give me the Pirates. Dennis Stuckey. Um, this is a gut play because I never – Harbor Beach is one of those teams I never pick against. But I'm taking Cass City this week. Oh, you stole my thunder. I'm going out on a limb, and, and I'm going with the Red Hawks. I, I like Cass City too because they're one of those teams that every couple of years can get that really good, just solid team that can make a deep run. I, again, nothing but a gut feeling, but I'm going with Cass City, and again, just a gut. Dennis, we might look really wrong, and Coach Fowler might have a game on us early. The people are with Brian Fowler. 70% of the people are picking Harbor Beach to get the Week 1 win. Let's take a look at the team that Harbor Beach beat in Week 1, Marine City Cardinal Mooney. They take the trip up to Saginaw to take on Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Dennis Stuckey, do the Cardinals bounce back in Week one or week 2? Well, I, I think Mooney's going to be good this year. I've been saying that all along. I think they played pretty well last week, but can play better. I just think this this is a tough one. Week 2, the travel up to Seminary. Seminary's good. I, I know they didn't bury USA, but they beat them pretty handily i'm gonna go with seminary you know i was with you for most of the week and then i just looked more at seminary in recent history last year was kind of the outlier and i know they lost a lot of weapons maybe i'm going out on a limb but i think cardinal mooney takes the trip up to seminary and ekes out a win call it a six point victory 27 21 mooney gets the win brian fowler break the tie i'm with dennis on this one it's a big trip um i like the home team here give me seminary and the people, 
are with me. 54% taking Cardinal Mooney, but a close one. Yeah, and started off with two pretty tough ones to pick. We're going to keep it tough, and we're going to go to the BWAC. MLA City at 1-0. They thrashed uh, Hazel Park. 20 yards of offense. Nine is 24 yards rushing. Hazel Park couldn't do anything. North Branch only could muster six points against Ada Hills Forest Eastern. I don't think any of us here know how good that team is or how bad that team is. I have the unfortunate task of getting us started here, and I've waffled back and forth on this one. I think this is going to be a really good game, but I think North Branch with a new offense will click a little more in week two. MLA City will go up and be competitive, but at Krebs Field, the Broncos defend home turf and move to one and one. Brian Fowler, who wins this BWAC matchup? Uh, tough pick here. Uh, both schools are, you know, our rivals in the BWAC as far as baseball goes. So I know most of the kids on each squad. Um, I kind of like what Emily City's been doing. Uh, North Branch, they've got that winning tradition. But I'm going to go with the Spartans on this Ooh, one. Ooh, taking the road team. That Hey, going out on a limb for a big statement win, Dennis Stuckey. Uh, I'm a game behind, so i got to pick a game different. Uh, I've been overthinking this one too much. MLA City won, North Branch lost, so I'm taking the 1-0 team to beat the 0-1 team. I Give am, me MLA City. I was on an island by myself in this room, but the people once again agree with me, judging by the record in week one. I don't know if I like that, <laughs> but they are on North Branch. 70% of the people picking the Broncos at home. Let's take a trip to the MAC. We're two 0-1 teams and boy, is this a must-win for Marysville. They travel down to Hazel Park. Both teams 0-1. Brian Fowler, which Vikings come out on top? Ooh, uh, give me Marysville. I like their running game, so uh, it's a good week for them to get in the winning column. Dennis Stuckey. Marysville better win this game. Yeah, Marysville better win as well. I agree. If they lose this one, I'm going to look for an honorary degree from somewhere else. <laughs> and, and try to find a new alma mater. The people agree 95% picking Marysville to win on the road. Again, it's more of a we better see a win from Marysville. And I think a lot of people are thinking we better see a win from St. Clair. They travel down to Warren to take on the fighting Abes of Warren Lincoln, Dennis Stuckey. St. Clair bounce back in week two. Yeah, again, like I said with Marysville, they better win this game. Because if they're not beating Lincoln, then there might not be a whole lot of wins on the schedule. said earlier in the show I want to see 30 points from St. Clair. I think 20 points gets a win down at Warren. Lincoln, St. Clair at least gets in the win column in Week 2. Brian Fowler, can you make it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, sir. Let's go with the Saints. And the people agree. 57% not overwhelming on St. Clair. The, the will of the people is saying St. Clair needs to prove it to them. Let's go to their district rival, Marine City. Uh, they play Clawson, no preamble. Marine City, minus 700. They're going to win. They're pissed off. Brian Fowler. Yeah, Coach Letson's going to know what to do here. Bounce back game. Marine City wins big. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going against anybody on this one. Uh, Marine City a lot. Clawson, not so much. 89% uh, picking Marine City, and those 11% are going out on a limb. Uh, that, this They're is just my, haters. This is my mortal lock of the week, Marine City getting this win. All right, let's head up north, or at least to Port Huron Northern, because they travel south to take on Warren Fitzgerald Northern. 
embarrassed in week one. They got smacked around by Gross Point South. Looking for revenge at Warren Fitz. Brian Fowler, can the Huskies bounce back and even their record in week two? Yeah, Coach Rollins is going to have those kids fired up, and uh, I'm expecting them to be a little more physical this week. Uh, give me the Huskies. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I, I like Northern to get uh, better, although uh, Fitz could be tricky, but Northern wins. I think that was maybe a wake-up call Northern needed. I don't know if they were, were strutting their stuff a little too much or just laid an egg, whatever it was. I think you're going to see a motivated Northern team. Maybe we see a shutout here in Week 2. Give me Northern and decisively. Let's go to a game at Memorial Stadium. Oh, what, what oh sorry, the, the people. Uh, sorry, it was 98%, so I'm just used okay. to I saw that and like, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty easy pick for them. Let's go to Memorial Stadium. That's the first time I did that this year. That's right. uh, Memorial Stadium where East Point 1-0 after a win against Dearborn Heights Crestwood comes in to take on Port here on high. I'll be on the call for this one. 7 o'clock kickoff with a 6.40 pregame on GetStuckOnSports.com. Dennis Stuckey, however, you get us started with this pick selection. Can the Shamrocks find a little luck in Memorial Stadium? All right, so Dearborn Heights Crest Toothpaste is... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, they're, they're fraudulent, and so is East Point. The Red Hawks win. I think we're going to see a big offensive performance. Give me, you know what, let's go on a limb. A hat trick of touchdowns for Gavin Troy, and one at least through the air comes from Amari Holler. I think uh, Port here on high gets a big win at home after tra- dropping one to Anchor Bay. Brian Fowler, clean sweep. Yeah, Brady, you're uh, you're onto something with that, uh, with Gavin and Amari. Uh, Port here on is going to win this one. Yeah, I think East Point might give a little bit of a fight in the first half of Port here on pulling away. 86% of the people on the Red Hawks to bounce back against uh, East Point. Let's go back to the BWAC. Let's travel up to Croswell. Dennis Stuckey, you will be there on Thursday night as the Richmond Blue Devils try to slay the boogeyman that is Croslex. Again, we gave the stats earlier in the show. The aggregate since 2020, 153 to seven. Croslex has owned this matchup. I'll get us started, and yeah, I. It might not be what it's been the last three years. Richmond's improved. They're not improved enough to beat Croslex. Pioneers win. It's going to be competitive for longer than it's been the last two years. But the Pioneers come out on top. Brian Fowler. Yeah, lots of experience here uh, for the Pioneers. The quarterback's well experienced. They got a nice offensive line, good running game. Uh, give me Croslex. So, so the Pioneers played like a quarter and a half <laughs> in week one and scored 37 points. At home, I'm not going against Croslex. No, and neither are the people. 90% on Croslex to slay the Blue Devils. Now let's go to Friday night, and we'll go to the park. Yale Park for a huge BWAC matchup as the Armada Tigers, fresh off a huge win over Marine City, come to take on the 1-0 Yale Bulldogs. They eviscerated Dearborn Heights Annapolis. Coach Brian Fowler, I think I know what you're going to say. Your Bulldogs getting a big win here in week two? Oh, of course. This is a no-brainer. I'm expecting a really physical matchup here. Uh, Yale's line is much improved. They've got some big boys up front with two to three years of experience. So give me the Bulldogs. 
And in the shocker of the century, Coach Fowler takes the Bulldogs. Dennis Stuckey, who are you picking? Well, I think this is going to be a high-scoring football game, and Armida's going to score just a little bit more, or they're just going to make a few more stops than Yale is. I'm going to take Armida. I really like what Yale has done over the last couple years. I think they're improving. I think they've earned a right for this to be a big game. However, I think Armada is at the top of the mountain, and they're on the top for a reason. I can't get out of my head what they did to Marine City a week ago. That was a dominant win for Armada. I think Yale makes this game interesting, especially in the first half. They'll be riding off the the high of playing at home at Yale Park. First game, home game of the season. But Armada, they have too many weapons. And now that they can throw, that adds another element. Give me Armada. And the people are on the Tigers. 78% picking Armada to get the win in week two that'll do it for the picks dennis you want to give everyone a recap i know it was a little more uh a little more agreeance a little more kumbaya this week than last well uh you and i think cass city's the team but uh coach fowler and the uh, people say it's harbor beach kind of hard to argue with either side on uh that one we're all going with seminary except for you, uh, Brady. You went out and said uh, Cardinal Mooney's going to win this hey, football game. the people wanted Mooney as well. Yeah, uh, and uh, Coach Fowler and I think Emily City's going to be better than North Branch this week. You disagreed, and so did the people. Clean sweeps as far as uh, our MAC teams were concerned. Everybody thinks Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City, Northern, and PH are all going to bounce back from rough uh, week ones. We all think Crosslex is uh, the uh, team in that Crosslex-Richmond uh, game. And, of course, Coach Fowler's going to say Yale. And, and you know what? Not a bad year to be a Yale fan uh, because they do have a chance in this one. But uh, the rest of us are going to take Armada. All right, Coach Fowler, thanks for joining us. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere at Yale Park Friday night. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Oh, of course. And, uh, well, we'll be back Thursday night, assuming we don't have another weather situation don't like say last that. week, with our reactions. By the way, we are sending Joe out somewhere. Joe Cook will be out at MLA City North Branch. Not doing the game, but at least going to get some eyes on that one. And the more this week goes on, I'm glad he's making the trek out there so we can get an eyewitness report of how that game went. And he can tell me how MLA City beat North Branch <laughs> and got me a game in the standings. Well, I am ahead right now, so I'm going to enjoy it for now. But, Dennis, anywhere else, remind the people where we are this week uh, one more time. All right, at least four games. Yes. <laughs> I still haven't made my up my mind about a couple other opportunities. Um, but uh, starting actually tonight – um, you'll be down at the Swamp right, as Almont takes on Algonac. Then our Thursday games, you're at the uh, stadium, Memorial Stadium, for East Point and Port Huron High. And I'll head up to Croswell for the Pioneers game against Richmond. And then on Friday, uh, we've got the big one at Yale Park between Yale and Armada. All right, that'll be a lot of fun. Again, Coach Fowler, thank you so much for joining us. And, well, we'll talk to you Friday morning. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.